There was an idea. The two podcasters could join together and cover every single superhero television show and movie that exists. Scott and Chris combined their talents to form Binge Storm and to make this idea a reality. Then Barry Allen popped in and reminded us that short of having time-altering super speed, there's no way in hell we can accomplish that in one lifetime. We'll do what we can. So, anywho, welcome to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. Hi, welcome to Weekly Heroics, the two true freaks guide to heroes on TV, covering uh, your preacher stuff, season three, episode five, The Coffin. Us book readers know what that means. Dun, dun, dun. Hi, oh, here, yeah. here with just uh, Mr. Hero again this week, um, and uh, I, well, we were just talking a little before the show. Uh, also, apologies for my air conditioner tonight, it's necessary or I melt. Uh, it happens. Uh-huh. It's it's having a little bit of a heat 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 stroke. No, not yet. A heat wave here in upstate New York. <laughs> and, uh, just will Same not, in Boston. Not let up. Um, so, uh, yeah, where was I? Yeah, anyway, we were talking before the show, and I said at, at first, actually, and I don't know if I can even articulate what articulate why, but I didn't really like this episode. And then when I watched it again for the recap, I, I loved it. It was, like, one of my favorite episodes. So I don't know what happened in my brain there between Sunday and Wednesday, but uh, <laughs> it, it aged well, I guess they say. Um, so, yeah, All I don't right. know. I, I guess I thought I just thought the editing and was a little clunky, and maybe they tried to stuff too much in it, but maybe that's... I, I think it was a disappointment because I was thinking maybe we'd get to Eugene and Hitler this week, and we didn't. So maybe that was just what was on my head. But well, they can't dump all the good stuff on us right away. I, there is plenty to talk about in this one, though. So yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. yeah, a lot, lot of stuff happened. Was, uh, so we'll get right into it here. Um, yeah, ten pages of notes. Oh. Stuff happened. All right. Oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, short bullet point stuff, though, sort of. Except for the stuff I added. Okay. Tulip sneaks into Grandma's office to kill her, but uh, she decides at the last minute to hold off, um, which, in benefit of hindsight, is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, TC discovers that Cassidy has escaped his cell while dragging him a nice piggy to eat. At least they were, they were planning on feeding him well. <laughs> Tulip wakes up to discuss uh, Grandma with Jesse, or wakes Jesse up to discuss Grandma. And Jody and TC find Cassidy's skin suit next to Tulip's car and deduce that Jesse and Tulip have helped Cassidy escape. And uh, Tulip asks for Jesse's permission to kill Grandma and break the spell. And Jesse hears Jody and TC outside and realizes that the jig is up. And uh, he asks Tulip if she's up for a fist fight. And Tulip's always up for a fist fight, of course. Of course. So TC, uh, you know, they're, they're all ready, you know, get their battle stances going and ready to, to deal with whatever comes to the door. And TC, which we did not know was a ninja, sneaks uh, deftly into Jesse and Tulip's room and ambushes them from behind. I just <laughs> love the guy playing TC so much in this. Yeah. He's just like got this, this bizarro grin on his face. He's like, well, what are we waiting for? Jody comes to the door, of course, and a beautiful fight ensues to the lovely sounds of Werewolves of London by Mr. Warren Zevon, which we'll hopefully have on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. 
Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein And it's an all-out glorious WWF, yes, fuck you, uh, Wildlife Federation. I'm calling it WWF Wrestling Match. Um, <laughs> that was my era, so fuck, fuck the animals. Um, Tulip and DC brawl into the bathroom <laughs> for some uh, found object bathroom weaponry warfare. And then TC MacGyver's himself a flamethrower out of a, a hairdryer. And Tulip just uses the more conventional means by... Deception and kicking him in the face. Beautiful scene. I don't know how I didn't like this first time around, but it was just zany, I think would be a proper word. Oh, yeah. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> so Jody hauls Jesse's body out the front door uh, for knocking him out, and Tulip stops him at gunpoint. But Grandma chokes Jesse by the squeezing the blood napkin, and Tulip aims her gun at Grandma, but surrenders when TC shows up and gets the drop on her. Jesse wakes up inside a coffin at the bottom of the swamp, and we roll credits. So stuffed a lot in the first opening there. Ooh, yeah, they did. And then it just gets better. I don't know how I didn't like this one. Hair Star uh, oversees a mock meeting between Humperdoo and a fake Queen of England, and words <laughs> fail me in describing this. Um, Humperdoo, of course, kind of fails the meeting when he, he sucks on the fake Queen's ring finger instead of kissing it. Uh, nice to meet you. Blessings upon yeah. you. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> An assistant informs Star that he has a call from the All Father, and then it just gets better. Uh, Star video chats with the All Father, just perfect, and dismisses rumors about Jesse Custer possessing the Word of God. And he informs, informs the All Father that Humperdue's uh, training may take up to five years longer than anticipated. All Father doesn't like that. Uh, God's gone. The end of the world's coming. We've got to get this dealt with. And he demands a demonstration of any skills that Humperdue might have mastered. And uh, <laughs> I just, it's, there's a lot of Mr. Crayetso going on with the All Father. Better get a bucket. I'm going to throw up. It's just a beautiful rendition of him. I got to think there was some inspiration there for Ennis in the beginning anyway. Uh, but. Yeah, he's just got food slobbered all over his face and his chest. He's, like, literally just gorging himself on, like, a chicken, you know, when we first meet him. And, um, you know, Star's first question is, you know, it looks like your stomach staples are holding this time. It's like, oh, I, I had my gastro, you know, whatever. The, the gas Gastroenterologist. That's it. Uh, you know, beheaded the other day. Cause, must have not liked his advice or something. Wise. Yeah. Yeah, wise, wise, and, wise and proportionate, yes. And, uh, what's the guy's name who does Star? I can't think of the actor all of a sudden. Uh, I have IMDb right Pip here. Pip Torrance? Is That's that Pip it. Torrance? Yeah, he's, it... just his, uh, he's just killing it in this part. It's just his facial expressions and yeah. the, the way he does this. Yeah, And this is like the one guy that that actually frightens uh, Harry Star a bit. You know, he's like, oh, I'm going to get skinned for this. 
So he, he has Humperdue do a tap dancing number for the All-Father. Uh, and to Star's surprise, the All-Father loves it and just applauds Humperdue's performance. And he definitely it just, yeah, Star's just like, I'm saved. You know. Tulip sits chained up in uh, Jesse's bedroom and arranges herself a little hidden weapon. And the Angelville trio comes in. And Tulip refuses to divulge Cassidy's location to Grandma, Jody, and TC. And Grandma orders Judy, uh, Jody to guard Tulip. And uh, Jody compliments Tulip on her balls. So, if you've impressed Jody. I, I love the, the chemistry between the. I, I, I want to see just a Jody and Tulip show, road show. You know? Yeah. I, I love the chemistry these two actors have together. And this just badass respect between them. Impressed by Humperdue's performance, the Allfather tells Star to accelerate his uh, unveiling to the world, which, you know, Star kind of mutters some stuff under his breath and rolls his eyes at. And after Star hangs up from his call, uh, Featherstone explains that she has an idea to force Jesse to return as Messiah. And then a funny little scene, she just kind of sits, stands there for a second. He's like, well, what the fuck is it? (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, his vampire friend Cassidy. So while waiting at an illegal pharmacy, our friend Cassidy texts uh, with someone he met through the vampire dating service, um, and the pharmacist hands him a bottle of elephant tranquilizer pills. So Cassidy's looking for a fun night out. Yeah, tell your elephant friend not to take those without with alcohol. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Which we know is going to happen, you know, inevitably. Of course. Uh, as much alcohol as you can have. Uh, Jesse lies in the coffin underwater and pounds on the lid. It's going a little nuts, but trying to keep his mind active. And he pounds until he causes a small leak, and then Scott and Chris have a geekgasm because we hear the voice of John motherfucking Wayne. Um, yes! Who's, strangely enough, I, I, I actually rip our recaps. I get the basic structure off of AMC's website. I've, I've say, said that before. And they actually have it as John Wayne on their website. All right. But it's not. I mean, you know, that, I mean, they're not. They, of course, they can't say it's John Wayne. No, but apparently it's John not. Wayne. But they can in their their official recaps. So that that's that's interesting. But um, nice. Yeah, you know, he's just partner, in the, and you don't even hear Pilgrim in this. You know, they can't even do the Pilgrim thing. But we see that's Pilgrim right. cigarettes later. So little nod and a wink yeah. from the the producers. Like, yeah, we couldn't quite afford to have the real John Wayne here, but you know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> And even on IMDb, I, I wanted to find out who the actor was that played him. And I, um, there's no listing except for a Missouri cowboy played by a guy named Danny Vinson. So, well done, dude. Okay. But in a Western uh, fantasy, Marshall Jesse and his partner uh, gun down a posse of equeros. Um, Cassidy meets his uh, vampire date at a restaurant. and It's all in black and white, too, the Western fantasy. It's for those yeah. of you not actually watching, maybe David Pasquarella. Um, yeah, it's done in, you know, old, old-time old movie style, black and white. And Cassidy meets his vampire date at a restaurant, and she notices that Cass is a little melancholy and takes his hand and um, says some, you know, cheesy bullshit about making connections. And then we're outsiders, of course, you know, you're feeling down. And he, they end up in the bathroom, of course, um, connections. Uh, making out, and she, she puts on fake fangs and asks them to bite her, and enraged that she's just kind of a wannabe vampire. Um, they're Google it, kids. They're really out there. Um, yep. he, he threatens to kill her and marches to the bar where he uh, 
pounds bourbon and pills. He's just like, give me that one and that one, and he just sets his pills down and goes to town. Um, oh, and he's got what? There's a great visual, like right out of Ghostbusters, when the cigarette is hanging out of Bill Murray's mouth, uh, yeah. not Dan Aykroyd's mouth. Yeah. There's just a one red and white pill just hanging off his lip. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's like, like this is yep, this is Cassidy. Yep. Um. So Featherstone surveils him incognito, and I love the way she was dressed. That immediately, I don't know if you're an Ab fan, fan, but she immediately uh, reminded me of Adina in Ab fan yeah. for some reason. I can see that. Yeah, just had the big yeah. black hair going on, and yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So Tulip casually chats. It's my brain, people. It's just everything that goes into my head gets filtered back out as some kind of pop culture reference. It's a fucking curse sometimes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sorry. The Tulip casually I, chats guns. I like Shakespeare just as much too. But you ever hear me make a fucking Shakespeare reference? No. It's always the easy shit. Whatever. <laughs> Tulip casually chats guns with Jody. <laughs> Yeah, comparing their, their likes and dislikes and Smith & Wesson's for pussies, apparently. Um, no angry angry letters from the NRA goes to uh, CheapScottProductions at um, gmail.com. Uh, and while trying to uh, quietly grab a key for her handcuffs on the ground, or like a lockpick, um, Jody is asking her for help on a crossword puzzle, too. Yeah, it's the it's one of the hands from the broken clock from the fight. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he catches what yeah. Philip can make. She's a MacGyver, too. She could, you know, make, make a, a, key, yep. a key out of anything. But uh, he's getting help on the crossword puzzle, too, and catches her in the act. And he's looking for a seven-letter word for, for observant person. I think it was. Keep that in mind. Grandma seethes over Tulip with TC. It's a, she stole from me. And I love Betty Buckley. He's just getting a little more decrepit and scary as we go on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. It goes up to 11 this episode. Um, and uh, she yeah. contemplates killing Tulip, and TC, you know, rightfully says, Jesse wouldn't, little Jesse never forgive you for that, and suggests they take a break and play, and I've already steeled my soul for what might be coming next, because I know it's going to be bad. Yeah, me too. I didn't know where this was going. <laughs> Back to our little Western uh, fantasy, the Duke. Yes, I'm going to say that on the air. You can't sue me, uh, John Wayne. You can find me, sue me. Um, this is, uh, th- but this is a pretty good reference. He's like, this is high noon and I passed on that commie bullshit story and <laughs> yeah. Sowing seeds. Yeah, definitely. We're sowing seeds. Yeah. And I'm just overjoyed to finally have freaking John Wayne in this. I don't know if he'll ever come oh, back yeah. or not, but that's like super nod to the fans and you know, it doesn't matter, man. They got him in. Yeah. They moved it. They, they managed to work it in. Yeah. Uh, I want to. Worship at the altar of Seth Rogen and Sam Caitlin uh, Goldberg. Uh, he shames Jesse for abandoning Tulip, though, and, and urges him to go save her. And he, he chips away, and he kind of puts a little seed in Jesse's brain about how to get out. And uh, so back in the coffin, uh, Jesse chips away, and causing the water to trickle in, he sticks a cigarette into a hole that's attached to the uh, oxygen compressor. He lights a cigarette and submerges himself underwater, where he's getting submerged underwater, really. And the cigarette falls out and lands in the water. So, strike one. And, uh, <laughs> we'll be back for that later. So, we go back to Grandma and TC, and they are role-playing a seductive scene. Uh, Civil War cosplay, I guess it would be. <laughs> you. Yeah. 
uh, in grandma's office and, you know, uh, TC starts kissing her and gets on top of her and she grabs his crotch and then pushes him off, calling him pathetic. And she ends the game and rips off her wig, and we get almost comic grandma finally. And finally. And the fucking makeup's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it is great, because Betty Buckley is not she's she's not that uh, disheveled looking in real life. No, no. And actually, I, I just watched, literally just watched Split, like, just before watching this Sunday yeah. night. That only came out two years ago. She looks, yeah. Yeah, but she actually looks younger in, you know, in her better makeup moments in Preacher than yeah. she does in Split. Um, so that was kind of neat. Uh, where are we here? And she wants uh, TC to go get tulips so she can eat her soul. And, and again, Betty Buckley is just... <laughs> I'll soul, I'll soul, I'll soul. Yeah, and she's just like legitimately, legitimately scary at the end of this scene. You know, yes. Kind of getting right into it. Jesse uh, sticks another cigarette in the hole, being lit by the fuck communism lighter, of course, and uh, lights it, and this time the cigarette ignites and flies through the tube, blowing up the O2 compressor. And get some nice camera work down the tube and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, some creative stuff going on there. Yeah, some good visuals. Yeah. TC goes to... Yeah, they definitely spent a little more on the budget this year. That, that's noticeable. With I the, think so, the yeah. Hell, hell thing and, and grandma's makeup and, and some of the other stuff. The, the makeup skin the, suit. Yeah, the devil's makeup must have cost a fortune. Yeah. yeah skin, <laughs> skin suits can't be cheap unless you get a real skin suit. So someone should probably check on, on that after. Work for Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, TC goes to fetch Tulip and finds Jody chained to arrest a radiator. And we never got the intervening scene on how that happened. But Doesn't matter. No. But Tulip ambushes him and escapes and yells before she leaves. Like, you know what a seven-letter word for an observant person is? A witness. <laughs> uh, Jesse climbs out of the swamp. And Tulip confronts Grandma and orders her to break the spell. Grandma attacks Tulip with a knife, and Grand's looking pretty spry in this scene, too. She just uh, fling, yeah. flings the table aside and gives a pretty good fight, and Grandma will cut a bitch, and, and she actually gets a slice in on Tulip. Oh, yeah. And Jesse races back to Grandma's house. Tulip strangles Grandma to death, though, as Jesse's running into the room, and Tulip announces she killed her and, and then falls dead herself. And, of course, TZ gives us a little, you know, exposition. Grandma ingested uh, Tulip's fingernails in order to tie their lives together. So, Grandma dies, Tulip dies. Um, and so, Jesse tries some CPR True. on Tulip first. But he's like, no, idiot, you got to save Grandma. Uh, so, God visits uh, Tulip briefly and, and says kind of what I've been saying. Like I'm like, if they kill Tulip again... God's going to show up and be like, really? And that's basically what he does. He's like, "Yeah, you're failing, O'Hare. Come on, what the fuck? <laughs> meanwhile, Jesse plunges. Yeah. Meanwhile, we go full Pulp Fiction and even a Numa Thurman reference. And Jesse plunges a syringe yep. full of adrenaline into Grandma's chest. And she awakens and uh, Tulip revives a second later. Back to Cassidy, he drunkenly slumps over at the bar as someone would... Uh, taking enough medication to kill a town. Mm -hmm. And uh, Featherstone calls in Star and Hoover. And then Star, and this is the almost piss myself scene, Star, Featherstone, and Hoover plays Cassidy in front of a video camera, classic hostage video recording yep. thing. And attempting to read from a cue card, Cassidy just drunkenly asks Jesse to rescue him uh, before the gray, Grail kills him. But he doesn't 
really get that sentence out in any coherent way. <laughs> Star has to pretty much come around and yeah. be like, this is what's going to happen. Because it's just hilarious. He's just like, at first he's reading it upside down and just spouting gibberish. And, you know, he's doing the, the nod off. And <laughs> yeah. just, uh, Emmy right now for, for Gilgan. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, cloaked figures suddenly raid the room, uh, knocking out all the, uh, the grail people and, uh, yeah, kidnap Cassidy. Hmm. Jesse tells Tulip that Madame Boyd mm-hmm. must have advised her to kill Grandma, knowing that it would kill Tulip too, and TC informs them that the adrenaline weakened Grand's heart, and that she needs to eat a soul in order to live, and, you know, J- Jody's like, well, right here, Tulip. And, and TC's still kind of on Team Jesse, which... I think it's kind of nice, uh, you know, trying not to get too whipped dead. And she looked at his dingle, so. <laughs> touched his ding. Yeah, TZ's a fan. Cool. Uh, so so they just kind of all stare yep. at each other for a second and then suddenly attack each other, and we don't get to see the end of that fight yet. Not yet. But, but Cassidy awakens yep. to find his, his vampire date standing over him, and she puts her teeth in and... <laughs> A group of people introduce themselves as the uh, Infant de Sang, is it? Our Children of Blood. Le Enfant du Sang. Something like that. Uh, I, the yeah. de the Pee-wee French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting yep. down La Gelle. I, uh, I can't get Infant de Sang yet. <laughs> <laughs> but Cass just says bollocks. He just said the Children of Blood. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Ooh, this one was a rip snorter, as the children say. <laughs> yes, it was. Like we said at the beginning, like they did cram a lot in this one because I, I honestly, and I've been enjoying the season. I thought they might spin their wheels a little bit more this episode. I thought you know, it would just be tulip chained up the whole time and w- with no forward progression. But then Jesse ends up in the coffin. Yeah. Which finally, it's I mean that's huge. It's a big big story beat, and yeah. I'm glad they hit it. But what really blew my mind is I, I, I mentioned that you know I wouldn't it be awesome if they did Len Font Du Sang, and now they're friggin' doing it. Yeah. Like they, you know, I I understand they got to get Cassidy off the table for a little bit, which is fine. But the fact that they're actually going to follow up and, and do that storyline from the comics, because I mean it, I won't spoil where it goes because they'll they'll probably hew pretty close to to what it is judging by what they've done so far but that was just a, a really nice surprise for me because that's one of those side stories that could have easily been chopped out you could have had Cassidy just beat feet and disappear for a couple of episodes and yeah. then when they finally get back together you know it could have been like nothing but man I just well I, I was I was on the edge of my seat watching this one because this was this this episode probably felt the most like the comics yeah. so far to yeah. me yeah just because of, of the storylines that they're hitting it and I mean, there's you know, there's some twist to it. It's not exactly like the comics. Like a lot of the stuff with Grandma is a little bit is a little bit different. I mean, but in some ways, they've made her more sinister, which is yeah, is kind of oh, yeah. nice. Uh, but I, I mean, I couldn't get enough of this one. Ooh, I'm I'm so ready to see how they play this out. This will probably be the perfect time to you know the next episode might be. I don't know if you've seen a preview for it yet, but it seems like now would be the time to let's track away and do some more with the the Grail and with uh, Hitler and Eugene at this point. Well, the next episode is. Uh, call let let Alphonse do song. So I think we're going right into the uh, yes the Cassidy subplot here, and hopefully they pepper all right, some all right. stuff too. Yeah, I think they might kick uh, Angelville down the road a couple episodes, and that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, I guess. But um, yeah, because well, there's plenty of other stuff that's gotta that's gotta go on at this point. So. Yeah. Especially with the way that it's leading, so I, I, I'm I'm feeling really positive, man. It's like 
it, I mean, it took halfway through the third season to kind of get to what maybe should have been the second season, but I'm not complaining. Yeah, well, the episode after the next one is Hitler, it's called, so we're, we finally get to see our Noah Taylor okay. Hitler again. So, uh, Yeah, I, as I said, I mean, I, I just started reading the comics again, and I, at first I, I was surprised that I'd forgotten, like, what Mama Lagelle was like in the com- comics, which was really different. She wasn't this voodoo queen. She was, well, she was kind of a voodoo queen, no, she but was she was just, very just, ultra-religious. Yeah, she was ultra-religious and just more of a straight black heart. Yeah, yeah. And she even had a deal going on with God, and, and like the whole thing in the comics was that when she killed Tulip, God demanded to see the body. And that's how Tulip got alive again in the comics, but we haven't seen yeah. Mama talk, uh, Grandma talking to God yet, but that doesn't mean it won't happen. Who knows? It's true. I mean, she did have a phone line to hell, apparently, so who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the All-Father. Wasn't she talking to the All-Father at one point? Or is that the comics? I'm messing uh, up my brain. Uh, I can't remember, but I know that with the show, it's that phone is the same phone that's in uh, Satan's office. So, mm-hmm. you know, with no never buttons and no rotary. Why you should never That's mix, true. mix your media, kids. Um, like elephant tranquilizers <laughs> and alcohol. Um, yeah, but, that could be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope we get a whole lot of Cassidy next because he's just nonstop. My ribs hurt when he's on. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he doesn't look exactly like the comic book Cassidy, but, I mean, he is he is Cassidy. Like, it's that this is... Man, that's that's a role for him that's going to go down. People are going to, if they've been watching the show, that's what he's going to be known for. Like, I don't know how he's going to top top this role. Because, I mean, there's more story beats with Cassidy that it's really going to, he's going to have some more meaty stuff to play down the line. Yeah. And it's going to be excellent to watch him in it. There's going to be the inevitable, his his origin too. I mean, they have mm-hmm. to. You know, you can cover it in about 10 minutes of the show. It'll be good. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yep. Yeah, and I think I think this show is smartly rights to their strengths, man. And so if they're going to give Gilgan like you know a good chunk of an episode himself, you can't go wrong. Um, just like man, I, I do have to say something about the, and I'm going to get in trouble with my girlfriend because I even noticed it. But uh, the, the the cinematographers also definitely know how to use their cast to their fullest ability. Because there were a lot of pretty gratuitous tulip ash shots in this episode. Oh yeah, there were. And I enjoyed them yeah. fully. Slap! I'll give myself a slap for my girlfriend, but uh, it was a little—it was a little noticeable, yeah. guys. That's all I'm saying. And kind of a touchy uh, climate these days. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you don't—you don't put her—you don't—you don't put her ass front and center unless you—you want it to be noticed. Yeah. Well, it's—it's it's, you know a glorious glorious ass to be sure <laughs> but so much yeah, trouble there it is <laughs> uh yeah hey if she didn't want to shoot it she could have told him to fuck off you know oh, yeah, at the yeah. stage of the game in 2018 oh, no. it's like yeah i'll you know so yeah. and uh, but uh yeah i'm not gonna complain ruth nega should be able to pretty much write her own good ticket these days anyway off this and some of her film work so yeah i'm, I'm gonna be pushing maureen to get her get her head done like like <laughs> if she's dying to cut her hair because she's been letting it grow out for the uh, the wedding and as soon as that's over yeah, cool. chop 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 so yeah. and she could definitely pull it off she's got the curls yeah my girls kind of got like short so. curls like that so that's kind of neat yeah. so nice it was completely unintentional Tina yeah. um, but you know 
hey, work it. Uh, <laughs> work it. But yeah, we're. I'm assuming we're going to see a, uh, a lot more of All Father Darrenique. I think his name is Darrenique in the books. I didn't really name him in this, but yeah, it's Darrenique. Yeah. And and I actually thought uh, when I first saw the previews and they um, showed the head guy from the infants, the children of blood, we'll just say, so I don't have to try my horrid French accent anymore. Yeah. Um, I thought that might be Jesus Desaad, but I, I wonder if, I don't think we're probably going to see that subplot. In this um, season. I mean, nothing would surprise me at this point. No, but I think it's, 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 it's a stuffed a- season. Yeah. So I don't see us getting time for it in this one. Oh, uh, no, we're not. If, if we do get it, we're not getting it. This season is going to be all the building, uh, as the escalation of the stuff with the grail and, yeah. uh, and angel bill, which is plenty for a season. Yeah. And, uh, the saint going to collect some people and probably shooting the devil dead. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> we'll see. We yeah. shall see. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, read the books. We'll, we'll try not to spoil anymore. Read the books. It gets fucking yeah. weird. And no Actually, <laughs> what? Yeah, I, like I said, I've said it before. Like, I don't know if you should read the books at this point. If you've been watching the show, let let the show do its thing, and then if you're still grooving on it after you watch the the show, go back and read the books. Yeah, I, they're, yeah. I mean, they're 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 not carbon copies. They're but you know, complementary. It's like Lord of the Rings. You know, yeah, I love yeah. the movies. I love the books. They're not the same animal, but they're complementary. I might take a pause because, as I said last last episode, I, I'm almost enjoying. The, the books are almost a disappointment because now I've got these actors in my head as the characters, so it's like, wait, that's not my tulip. Uh, <laughs> just do a George Lucas on that shit, Garth. Just go back and, like, superimpose uh, Dominic Cooper and then and, and Ruth Nega into the books. it would be okay with it. And the Steve Dillon would come back and haunt you, yeah, probably. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he probably would. Steve would understand. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I don't think Garth Ennis. Yeah. If they ever do a companion book for for the show, I I, I guarantee Glenn Fabry will will do a cover for that. Yeah, that would be with sweet. the with in his style with those uh, actors, yeah. and that would be pretty amazing. Oh uh, yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, nope. so, uh, yeah, I can see it. Kind of a he had a very realistic style. Um, the guy that did the covers, and it's it's almost like um, what the fuck, Alex? What the hell am I thinking of? Alex Ross, kind of, but. On acid, you know? but but twisted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a there's, there's uh, a lot more use of uh, weird color and grit and uh, uh, yeah, just yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, a little other uh, superhero news. Um, I don't know if we've said it on here before, but uh, Carl Urban has been confirmed as the the butcher and the boys, which will be coming out hopefully soon. Uh, yeah, another Garth Ennis thing, which I definitely plan on watching. Yeah, I only read the first like, yeah, I only read the first six or eight issues, so I'm not going to go back and reread it. Oh yeah, and now I'm just going to wait for the show. I think I read it about a year ago now. So, and thank you to Aaron Henley for uh, for pointing the boys out to me. He turned me onto them. I had not even heard of them. Another, if you love the irreverent stuff, yeah, which, it's it's a trip. Yeah, but uh, Wormwood is another good Garth Ennis. I'd suggest. And just a pilgrim, anything. Just I haven't, I haven't. Tennis. Yeah, I haven't touched on any. Yeah, I, I like his stuff. I, I just, I need to go back and he did a, you know, a war stories comic and, and some other stuff that I definitely want to check out. So, 
because I know I'll enjoy it. I mean, I have the same kind of six sense of humor as him. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. You'd love the, the... Yeah, and that Castle Rock show is starting tonight. Oh, really? Oh, damn I gotta, well, to the Yeah, I got to get on go. that. Um, yeah, that's going to be weird. But Stephen King, so it should be... Uh, I, I, yeah, I think I think Cast Protection will be covering it. Shh. Yeah, so. it definitely should. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, we'll probably we'll have this out before the next thing we're gonna do, and it won't be for like a weekly heroics thing. Yeah, it will be a weekly heroics. goddammit. it! But me, Hero, and uh, Mr. Pat Delmore Why not? Are, are gonna be doing a little thing on uh, the. I'm gonna call it the uh, the M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong uh, podcast. Um. And we're going to cover Unbreakable, yeah. and we're going to cover Split, and we're going to well at least talk about the Glass um, trailer, I imagine, in depth. So. Oh yeah, I am very excited. Yeah, and I'm also thinking I, I should do that it. one uh, screenshot from from Glass of the three of them sitting there and, and put our faces on. I think I got to do a. Uh, how could you not? And, yeah, uh, it's I've been lazy on my photoshops for a while. I've got my templates, and I don't. Don't deviate. Haven't you know cut anyone's <laughs> head off in a while? So I think I'm due. Well, that's good. <laughs> you you want to be Sam Jackson, or w- which one of us should uh, culturally appropriate? You think? I'll be anybody, man. I don't uh, care. I'll be David Dunn. I'll be the Beast. I'll be I'll, I'll be Mr. Glass. Well, okay. we'll make you the Beast as Patricia, and, and then there you go. We haven't <laughs> done any gender. No, I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I hey, look for the, when I first the first couple of years I was on the network. Every, every time I was on a, an episode banner, I was always a woman, and I told Chris I got no problem being the woman. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, doesn't no, bother me. Nobody fucking bought my shit on eBay. God damn you! <laughs> Am I supposed to be on another successful uh, podcast if no one will buy my garage sale gloat stuff? Just relist it. It's, it's done next week. Yep. Oh, relist it. Immediately, Are you kidding me? I've got about ten more of them to there put up. So, all right, way off track. So I, that's all I got. Great episode. Uh, lots of vampires in the next one, which is never a bad thing. Vampires yeah. improve any story about twenty five percent more, unless it's Twilight. Or yeah. Something. Well. That's well. I'm sure with the way things are gone with media nowadays, I'm sure they'll hew towards some of that stuff. Oh, they'll at least with, make uh, some nice. How they're going to work the enfant du sang. Yeah, well, if they don't um, have fucking tea. Oh yeah, they'll have some kind of like you know Bella, whatever the fuck his name was. Well, that's the Edward. most recent vampire phenomenon. Right. So they'll at least they'll, yeah, decon- that, they'll deconstruct it and piss all over it is what they'll probably yeah, do. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> it originally was a deconstruction of the Anne Rice style. Yeah. Now it's going to be a deconstruction of I'm sure of the Twilight vampires, which is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, I'll be very disappointed in Mr. Rogan if he doesn't take some shots at it. <laughs> oh, I guarantee they will. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this, this show is this show is fucking firing, firing all, all cylinders, cylinders, man. Like, yeah, there you go, Jinx. Show me a cult. Yep. Yep. I is. said it first, slightly before you. <laughs> I'm just very happy. It's, it's well. The next time I see you, I will buy you a cult. Cool. Uh, it might be a while. I still have to break it to the group that I might not be at the barbecue this year. I I can't go either, and I'm yeah. very disappointed. But mm-hmm. what can you do? Every dime's going towards my wedding, so yeah. Well, that's all right. I figured, but uh, yeah, that, that does get costly. Even though I did mine super cheap. Next I time, baby. Wrote a book. My next wedding is going to be even cheaper than my first one. So <laughs> I'm only doing this once. So 
Yeah, I'm spending a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. No, <laughs> I, I hope that's the case. You, uh, best, best of luck. Uh, I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, luck's not a factor as long as you love each other. That should be the yeah. Well, I mean, the the first night we met, I uh, met her at her at her place, and I uh, went in, and underneath her TV, she had DVDs for Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, The Sandlot, Die yeah. Hard, Lethal go. Weapon. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Oh, I even you know just found out there might. You know, it's like six months into it, I found out my girlfriend was like the biggest Goonies fan in the world. So it's like, yeah, fucking fate, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was another one she had. Yeah, yeah another one Maureen had. I was like, you're a closet nerd. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like you're a closet nerd. Like it's okay. You don't have to be closeted about it. No, we Let rule the universe now. <laughs> so. yeah. No, this. How much yeah. were you? This is appropriate for weekly heroics. I was listening to an NPR. Like fucking local panel they do at noon while I was okay. out in my car smoking, um, and uh, what was what was the oh it was a discussion about centrism and politics or some boring shit like that. But anywho, uh, somebody came on and described centrists as you know um, the analogy they used was uh, you know you, you have your extremists who want to nuke everybody, you have your pacifists that want to nuke. You know, nobody, and then centrists will just want to nuke half the people. So, and then the host goes like, "Oh, the 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 Thanos solution," you know. So there we perfectly go, perfectly balanced. Yeah, so Thanos made it into NPR stuffy news panels. So there you go. That's how much we rule the fucking world. Jack <laughs> Thanos wasn't wrong. No, no, that's uh, I, I think we'll probably be learning <laughs> that as a species very soon. <laughs> Ask the people in Greece about. Oh, uh, all right, we're about. To- yeah, we're yeah. stepping over the line here, we're about, Pilgrim. Yeah, we're about to go majorly author. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> why God invented the power of editing. Uh, <laughs> it's another weekly uh, heroics. We'll be back with Preacher Cast next week, whenever the fuck next week gets here. Bye now. I'm supposed to say goodbye, hero. Goodbye, hero. There we go.